We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time to talk Sabres hockey. Let's get the inside story. Here's Sabres head coach, Don Granado. The Don Granado Show is being brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth. By Losi and Ganji, workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys, working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. And by Town Auto Group. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. Now with head coach Don Granado, here's Howard Simon and Jeremy White. As Joe mentioned, Sabres leaves tonight, 7.30. We'll have it here on WGR. Let's get right to the Western Hotline because Mr. Granado is standing by. Coach, it's Howard and Jeremy. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, guys. Thank you. Hey, before we get to the Leafs, I want to go back to the West Coast trip because I'm, I'm curious, Donna. The last two wins obviously were big. And weeks ago, I know I started thinking about, and we would have asked you about how this young team might handle the pressure of what's coming, the important games, a playoff chase. And I guess I'm, um, you know, the last two wins, just talk a little bit about that, the importance of those to bounce back after the L.A. game and the growth you're seeing from your team. They didn't play great games, right, in Anaheim and San Jose, but clutch goals or clutch UPL saves to do what they had to do to get two really big wins to end the trip. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right. Uh, not many games and not many wins are going to be great. Uh, it depends on how you define great. I mean, if you look at, um, you know, every team you play in this league, it's the NHL. They're great teams with great players and they've got $80 million payrolls and, uh, so, so you're not going to dominate a game. You're not going to control a game even more. So, uh, the momentum swings could be bigger in different, you know, in opposing buildings where the crowd gets behind it and there's a surge. So I actually love the way we played, uh, in both those games. Um, you know, even when there were, you know, segments where we weren't good, uh, offensively, we weren't smart offensively or efficient offensively. We were still, uh, pretty solid limiting, without question, limiting second chances, pushing shots to the outside. And then uh, on the occasion that uh, the goalie does have to come up big, which happens for both teams every night, Upi was, was great for us, um, as was Comrie and Anaheim later in that game. 
too. So uh, lots of good things. I, I think the biggest takeaway is our guy coming back out of the break, um, you know, watching the whole league. No, nobody looks like themselves for a couple games coming out of that break. That was a long break for these players around the league, and it took us a little bit to get to get back to where we uh, felt good about our game, and uh, that didn't happen until Anaheim, and um, it's, it's a much better feeling. I wanted, One of the things I thought I wanted to bring up, I thought it was interesting, after the San Jose game, uh, you were talking about the passing and the shot mentality as a group because, and I, I'm curious how you do this, how a coach and a staff balances this out. Your team is very good when it comes to passing. You have a number of guys in terms of their on-ice vision, their decision-making, their passing ability, and we saw it in San Jose, but you also brought up the fact that sometimes we pass too much. Maybe we try and make too perfect a play, and sometimes it's better to just, you know, put the puck on net and shoot. So how do you... Um, handle that kind of balance or that kind of approach with your team, you know, passing versus guys, you know, get, get pucks on the net sometimes. It's definitely a learned attribute and probably the biggest uh, recognition that you can have as far as learning it is, is the opposing team in their defensive structure. Do they have, if you just watch a video, are there five guys basically hunkered down in front of the net are we passing through sticks to try to make that pass attempt uh or is there actually a scene there and uh when you're scoring and you do score you you at times get a false sense of confidence that i can i can force it through a seam or force it through sticks uh and as i mentioned you know the guys at this level are so damn good uh, that you, you you can't do that with with a very high rate of success in fact it's going to be a high rate of failure and uh, you know, we, we have the penchant to do that, as do other teams um, when they're feeling overconfident about their game or good about their game. Um, when a team's in its defensive structure, a shot on net is great. Um, think about a neutral puck going to the net. Nobody has possession on the, on the release. Uh, that means you release your defensive coverage because you're, you, you don't know if your uh, teammate, if you're the defending team, is going to grab the puck. If they do, you've got to You've got to head to the to support positions and not defend positions, and so you can break coverage uh, just real basic by by generating shots, and that's something we um, we had a couple low shot games Calgary here out of the break in, in San Jose uh, for the first part of that game, and that was not anything the other team was doing to us; it was just our reluctance to shoot. Speaking of passing, I know what you just said, but I did want to bring up something with specifically Rasmus Dahlin. So I think your your social media group, I know you're busy, you know, you got a game tonight, so maybe tomorrow you can do this. Talk to your social media group over there with the Sabres. I need to start a feature, see a feature on the Sabres Twitter of Rasmus Dahlin passes. Because he made a couple of beauties the other night in San Jose. And amidst all this talk, Don, of his game developing and him going to another level, his passing is a thing of beauty at times. You know, the, the pass he made, Jost doesn't score, but he made a tremendous diagonal pass for Jost Frava one timer. The, the feather pass, the pop up pass right to Tuck on the empty netter. Are there times on the bench where you look at something he does and go, holy, you know, smokes? <laughs> there are lots of times that, uh, and that's a perfect example. You know, we expanded the zone there where they, they had to expand out on coverage, and that opened up a seam. And, uh, Dalene knows how to exploit that as well as anybody. Uh, I will talk to our social media team for you. There's so much they could do on, on Rasmus Dalene. 
um, the, the, the enjoyable part for me to watch, and I mentioned it to the media yesterday, some of the uh, Canadian media that was here, was e- even in, in light of the Norris, uh, him being a Norris candidate, um, what he does defensively is off the charts. It's, it's amazing what he does, especially compared to uh, others in, in the running for the Norris Trophy. He closes out. Uh, the opposition as quick as anybody in the league and, and takes the puck away, transition the puck out of a takeaway. It's amazing when you watch how fast he defends and how aggressively, competitively he defends, especially when you're comparing to other offensive defensemen who, who typically don't do do that. So uh, we're pretty fortunate to have him. Uh, he's developed as a defensive defenseman immensely over the last year. Uh, channeled that comp- he's channeled that competitiveness to, you know, in the right way uh, to defend quick, and it's a it's a lot of fun to watch that when we get a puck back as fast as uh, we do when he's on the ice. How about as a voice in the room as he continues to kind of you know grow up? I mean, when you come into the league when you're that young, some guys might be ready for that. Other guys might want to wait a little bit. Yeah, he has no no problem with that, but he's quiet by he's he's within himself by nature. So he will speak up, but he you know when there's something going wrong, he turns he turns internally to try to resolve it. Um, that's his first re- reaction. Um, what what do I need to do better to resolve this situation? Um, and that's obviously a, a great attribute as well. On the trip, you you changed your D pairings. You had Darlene with Yokoharu and Power and Samuelson. What was the thought process behind those? Uh, I just we just felt that that was they, they were ready for that uh, something new, uh, different to energize them a little bit, uh, and it's worked out. It's worked out well. Uh, we feel the the four that we have with Owen, uh, Sammy Samuelson, Darlene, and, and um, Yokoharu is pretty interchangeable. Uh, they all like and enjoy playing with each other. They all respect each other's game and, and kind of uh, know each other's game. So that made it easy. I did change the forward lights coming out of the break because it was easy for me to see on the bench. Our guys were, were going to be frustrated. We didn't have legs. Uh, we were fighting. We were, we were behind the pace. Um, and I, I, I switched lines because I'd rather have them frustrated with me or something else than frustrated with their line mates when they – you know, they were struggling and challenging. So uh, that was part of it. Um, it was easier to go back to it once I knew guys were, you know, feeling their, their own game and out of their own heads. Uh, we went back to some more consistency, although we did move uh, Krebs to a line with Middlestead. And um, who do we have on the other wing? Quinn, Jack Quinn. Uh, and, you know, Krebs, he's really evolved his game. And um, I think that was a time to do that. And I like the way they look. Since you're talking about evolving games in that line, I wanted to ask you about Middlestat because it seems like his game is evolving. And I think everybody would have said this was a big season for him. He needed to stay healthy. He needed to show that, like some of your other young guys, he was taking a step forward. And his offensive game, his point production has been up. I mean, it's better in the last month or so. They were saying on the telecast, Dan and Rob were talking about how you guys are always talking to him to to think about shooting more often. So can you talk a little bit about maybe that message getting through and how Middlestat has evolved, especially in the last month or so? Yeah, he's been, he's more productive the last month. Obviously, uh, he his game is going to continue to evolve for for everybody that watches him. And I know there's been people frustrated about him. 
Uh, he is ultra competitive and ultra talented. Uh, I don't know that there's, you know, he's got to be in the top 10% of, of players in the league that can actually, that, that can extend possession or, or do extend possession. He can hang on to a puck and fight off coverage and coverage and coverage. So, uh, he's at the mercy then of do other guys know how to get open? Do other guys know how to exploit the fact that he can hang on to a puck as long as he does? even with a six foot four defenseman on him. Um, and, and I think that chemistry, that's a different, that's a skill set that depends on chemistry. So I think we're, you know, as, as our team evolves, you know, coming from a young team or being a young team, that, that component will take longer to evolve. Uh, you, you, you know, as these guys gain the experience and intelligence uh, through game after game in the league. And we're starting to see that some. Um, obviously, we've seen a tremendous evolution in, in Darlene and mm-hmm. Krebs and Cousins over the last 12 months and Thompson, Thompson. So, you know, as the rest of the team gets more experience, I think Casey's skill set in production is going to come skill set's going to come to the forefront much more and production is going to going to do the same i want to one thing quickly about cousins if you don't mind before we get to tonight's game in toronto um so you know you you have your problem even if you're not aware of it i'll tell you five twenty goal scorers on the team right now and that's the most of any team in the nhl and for whatever reason over the years 20 goals is one of those milestone marks that people refer to how many 20 goal seasons does a guy have so you have five cousins just reached that mark the other day do you feel there is, or if there is a significance to the number of 20 goal scorers and a young guy like Cousins hitting that point? I do. And, and um, you know, when I took the team over or was put in this position less than two calendar years ago, we were the last, we were, we were scoring, we were last in the league in scoring and goal production, uh, you know, goals per game. And it, it was our intent to, to, uh, I mentioned to play an exciting, play an up-tempo game, but um, to, to score more. And so, yes, it's nice to see that. And you can't, you can't score. I mean, to maximize scoring, you have to have scoring depth. And people talk about secondary scoring, and and I believe that's a whole way to coach and a whole way to approach it as an organization. I'm very fortunate to have uh, to be part of this uh, with Kevin Adams um, with the Bagulas because. It, we, we, we were, were able to build with that in mind, uh, a team where, you know, how we want to build. We're, we're the youngest team in the league, um, and, you know, sometimes that's not easy to, before the season starts to know uh, you're going to be the youngest team in the league and you're going to go with young goaltenders and, uh, and, and work to develop these guys. It's, uh, it's not conducive to, to sports at this level. Uh, but we're, we've been able to do that and build that knowing that we have this young talent that at some point it will come forward and, and we'll see that. Dylan Cousins will turn into a 20-goal scorer. Thompson will turn into a goal scorer. Um, so it's a lot of fun, and that's why I say Middlestead. We, we, you know, th- there's reason to be patient with, with a player like Casey Middlestead because he is ultra-competitive and works every day, and we see improvement every day. So, uh, you know, he's... He's in that category for me as well. Got a few minutes left with Don. The Sabres play the Leafs tonight. Okay, Toronto's in town. You know the fans get pumped for this. You know a lot of Leaf fans always come into the building for this one. It is a big rivalry. It's a big game. Do coaches get pumped for rivalry games, or is this you know one of an important game on the schedule? Just so happens it's the Leafs. Do you get a little extra psyched when Toronto's playing the Sabres? 
Uh, I would say you do. Um, you know, I couldn't couldn't equate it, but you know, it's it's a rival. It's right down the road. Um, so yes, but you are you are totally consumed with you know tactically what mm-hmm. what do we need to to do? What do we need to focus on? Um, you know, you're in you're in a routine of games, so you 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 really um, you think about it. Uh, but you're right back to that routine of, okay, how do we win uh, this hockey game? And, you know, the processes to that, you know, are, are very similar game to game and dominant. So, um, yeah, different different jersey tonight is, is usually how it ends up at the end of the day. But, but it is exciting to play Toronto always. Uh, you know, the building, you know, your fans are excited for it. So from that component, it, it is special. It is neat. Um but we still have to stick to the business we do, uh, you know, in, in an effort to, to make sure we win that game. Final thing for you, and I know obviously tactically I'm not, you're not going to give away the game plan, of course, but Toronto, like you, Toronto is an explosive team, right? They've got a, a really talented group of players when it comes to scoring goals, offense, and the challenges they provide. And there are some teams in this league, I assume, would face Toronto and go, we need to slow it down. We cannot get into a high-scoring game with these guys. We don't have the firepower. We don't have the speed. You do. So are you... You know, do you are you comfortable if it's quote racehorse hockey that you can attack and do everything that Toronto can do, and you don't have to think about how do we slow them down? Maybe they have to think about how to slow us down. Well, a year ago I would have said no, but today absolutely. Um, and and again, that's you know, I, I you do you do listen to to other coaches around the league, especially you know when you're when you're playing them and and comments and. You know, lots of lots of teams are preparing for us now differently than they have been in the past. They're very concerned with our ability to score, and and uh, they they um, and that's a good thing. That's exactly what we wanted. We we want to make sure our team, you know, our opponent is, is concerned with the ability with our ability to score goals on them, and and that has been a, a great great uh, per- progress or progression for our group. Uh, this year, and it started probably 30 games ago, where teams became much more aware. You could hear the talk and preparation for of teams much differently uh, than in the past. So I do feel comfortable that we can skate with any team, um, and I base that on our guys and our players' confidence. Like I said, sometimes we've had overconfidence uh, and not executed the way we needed to execute. But as far as just scoring or playing an up and down game, I think we have enough pace now. Uh, and enough ability to execute at a high pace that uh, I think all of us are comfortable with that. Well, good luck tonight against the Leafs. And as always, Don, thank you very much for your time with us on the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Don Granado on the Western Hotline and his segment brought to you by Firth Jewelers. For all the moments in your life, go forth to Firth by Losey and Ganji Workers' Compensation and Personal Injury Attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. And by Town Auto Group for an electrifying performance. Check out Town Auto Group's lineup of EVs. 7.30 game tonight. Have it on WGR, beginning with the pregame show. Again, Rob and Dan only on WGR tonight. This is an ESPN Plus, Hulu telecast this evening. Red Wings Capitals tonight, 7 o'clock. It's amazing that, you know, the, like I said, the Islanders and the Panthers are in the two wild card spots right now, and the Sabres have six, yeah. six games in hand on both of those teams. The Red Wings are, well, they've been hot lately, right? Yep. So they kind of got back in this race and checking their games in hand to see if they're right there with the Sabres. They're one more yeah. play than So Buffalo. they have five games in hand on those teams. By points percentage, they are actually the first team out right now. The Red Wings? Yeah. It goes Penguins, Sabres, then Red Wings by points percentage. Yeah. Capitals tonight, too. So 
You know. No three-point game. I have no idea how Detroit is doing this, though. Have you looked at any of their numbers? They're like 28th in expected goals. They're a they're, minus goal differential. They're they're not even good in save percentage. They're like below the middle of the pack there. Their power plays middle of the pack. I, I honestly have no explanation for how they're, they are where the record is. Joe, when you, when you guys look, you munch all the numbers. Munch. Whatever. Crunch all the numbers. <laughs> not munch. I don't know why you'd be munching numbers. I guess. Well, anyway. I guess you could. If you crunched all the numbers, I'm just talking about the wild card chase, right? So we're going, what? Penguins, Panthers, Caps, Sabres, Red Wings, Islanders. Forget about Ottawa. They're behind. You said points percentage is this, that. Of the group that's in this chase. Ottawa's only two points back. Okay, so I'll yep. throw in Ottawa if you've, if you've crunched I, I their numbers. I, I don't think you should, no. Who... Based on all the numbers out there, would you look at it and go, guys, the best the best two teams that are, are the playoff teams are fill in the blank? I don't know who the other answer is, but on the numbers, are the Sab- aren't the Sabres one of them? They have the best Florida goal- is definitely one of they them. They have the best goal differential the Sabres do. Florida, yeah. yeah. Florida, not by the, the points percentage, but everything else. Like they still are they are producing chances like an elite team. One thing about Washington and Detroit tonight, right? That's one of the yeah. games. I heard yesterday you and Sal talking about should you root for Pittsburgh or the Islanders? Yeah, they played last night. Right, the mm-hmm. Islanders win. Maybe it's better if Pittsburgh wins. You know, you could look at it a couple different ways, keeping everybody close or keeping the, the 7 and 8 spot close. Could I get you know, Detroit-Washington? It's kind of the same question of yesterday. Do I want Detroit because I might want to convince Washington to sell off? Hmm. Like Washington, especially without Ovechkin there. Yeah. He's not. Is he back with? When's he going to get back with the team? He's out indefinitely. That's not. I don't think that's known right now. I actually was looking up over under point totals last night for all of these teams. Washington was the only team not listed because they don't know when Ovechkin's going to right. come back. Right. So if your season becomes a bit of a mm, well, don't. It's not going our way. Can we do a quick pause? Sell some pieces. Get some stuff for the off season. You know, turn and burn and try and be good again next year. Could you throw Pittsburgh into this discussion too? Like, are they no, still quote, no. going for it? Well, the GM well, said it yesterday. They need oh, to did. add. All right. So they're okay. they're still looking to add. That's the thing. Like with with Crosby and Malkin, you might be trying to get one more. Get us in. Just keep keep pushing. Get in while these guys are still here. I know you don't do it for one player, but Ovechkin away from the team and the cap season going the way it's gone. I just wonder if in the next when the trade deadline is what March third. Yeah, week two from weeks. Friday. Week right? from Friday. Yeah. So. Could could some team drop four and just decide Joe, we're out of it? Don't you think Detroit is more likely to be that? Detroit, actually, they have Dylan Larkin up at the end of the year, and everything points to extension talks are not close. Yep. So the fact that they're in the race almost makes it harder. They were not in the race a month ago. They might have thought, okay, no deal by the deadline. Do we just... Move them. The but only, they went from such a big buyer in the offseason to moving a piece or two at the deadline. Yeah. That's the only thing I wonder about them is, do they want to do a thing kind of like the Sabres, but also prove that they think things are going in the right direction yeah. and maybe see an opportunity to add something? And what would they say to their team if, hey, you're in the race and we trade your we trade the captain away at the deadline? I mean, in theory, they probably should do that if they don't think they're going to sign an extension. But that might be telling the rest of the team, hey, we think the season is over. For the Islanders, they lost Barzell bars. injury is big yeah. for the Islanders. Oh, yeah. That's a Huge. big – and I'm not – obviously we're not rooting for injuries. But in factoring the Islanders' chances, which I don't know were great anyway um, – that's a huge loss for them down the stretch in trying to hang into this wild card race going forward. I think it's Florida and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, really? 
I, I would still would keep Pittsburgh in there, off. but I think those are the two teams that I am most thinking about. It's, you've got to the, the, you the, have a hard the, time getting over. It them. is funny the, the different standards in Pittsburgh. The talk is that they are broken. Yeah, I, if you, I follow a right? few different Penguins media, their tweets in the last two weeks have been, "Oh my God, this team is a mess. Yep. What are they going to do to try and fix this? And is it fixable?" Like that's why I thought Pittsburgh. I almost feel like Joe, based on that, like maybe they'll just fall out of the race because it sounds like they're just having a bunch of issues. I was going to say up there, but down there. I, I would reserve. I'll reserve the right to to join everyone on that, depending on what Tristan Jari looks oh, like. Right. He, yeah. he they have right. missed their starting goaltender for the last two months. Mm-hmm. So if he comes back and kind of stabilizes the net, then maybe if, if that doesn't happen, then I guess I would I would have to back off on them. Just go ahead and win tonight, Sabers, please. Actually, but like you said, I don't want to come in tomorrow and be like, okay, so it was six in, six games in hand. Now it's five. Five games in hand, right? <laughs> And and the out of town scoreboard, you know, tonight again. Yeah. You know, who knows what happens? But, but you said, like you said, the the bigger games, the next two games are not like the huge games are Friday and Sunday, right? Because you are playing Florida head to head Friday, and you are playing Washington in all likelihood without Ovechkin Sunday afternoon. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on the Sabers front. Let's just tell you about this really cool contest we have. Uh, Labatt Blue Light and WGR presenting your chance to win the ultimate Sabres experience. Now, what does that mean? Through March 19th, by the way, visit our contest page to enter for your chance to win, WGR550.com. You could win VIP tickets for you and three guests to go to see the Sabres take on Carolina on April 8th. In addition to being at the game, the um, experience includes access to the TV broadcast booth and rope line visit and a signed Sabres mini helmet. There is no purchase necessary. Always enjoy responsibly. Again, you can enter at WGR550.com. You must be 21 or older to enter. Well, for me, it's reevaluating your offensive line. I think two positions in particular, left guard where Roger Saffold is a free agent and Spencer Brown has been your right tackle, a developmental guy who's had moments of brilliance, but by and large has been an average to slightly below average player. And they need more from that position. They need to protect the franchise quarterback and maybe get him in a situation where when he steps back there in the pocket, he's able to plant his feet and scan the field as opposed to, uh oh, here comes the pressure and he goes into superhero mode. So I think those are two positions that they need to consider to upgrade here going forward. That's Mike Giardi of NFL Network. So a quick story about that clip, Howard. I was, you know, perusing Twitter as I'm one to do and saw NFL Network, Andrew Siciliano, Mike Giardi, Talking about the Bills. Okay, click on that. And somehow I clicked halfway through and I heard him say, moments of brilliance, developmental player, and I'm thinking, who's he, ta- who's he talking about? Rewind, trying to get to figure out who he's talking about. And then I hear Spencer Brown. Hmm. And I think all those points are totally fine, right? Wouldn't disagree with what he, he said there. But it's a very specific point about Spencer Brown that kind of <laughs> got my... My, my antenna up. There's a movie reference here. You've probably never seen Wayne's World, right? Only bits and pieces, never the whole thing. Okay. Joe, Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Isn't it Wayne's World where the guy had an awful lot of information for a limo driver? I don't remember that. Sure Joe, you got World. it? Nope. Okay. Anyway, that's some very specific information from Mike Giardi. About the right tackle who's Brown. not... Not a household Not a prime name. name you'd be thinking about this offseason. No, you know the Bills want to upgrade the line, but here you have yeah. multiple points about developmental player. So your spidey senses are telling you 
that's a heads up that someone he got insider knowledge that they're going to be trying to upgrade right now. Yeah, maybe, maybe somebody well, they should. Yeah, I mean they should. Yeah, really. I, I think Saffold is. A, I think that, that's a done deal. You're you have to find another yeah. starting guard. Yeah, I don't think it comes as a shock to hear that. Just that yeah. you know, like you said, spidey sense, whatever. Hmm, yeah, interesting. You're interesting. tingling. Talking Spencer Brown here, but he's but everything he said is right. And I know you know at the at the end of season news conference, Brandon Bean was very strong wow. in his support and his defense of Spencer Brown. And I always take the the Bills GM at face value. I think he's, he is a straight shooter. I think they have to absolutely be looking to upgrade right tackle. At the very least, bring in competition that might beat out Spencer Brown at right tackle. You cannot, of course, you have to get a starting guard. You cannot go into the 2023 season, I don't think, with your depth chart and look at it and go, Spencer Brown is in ink. Don't worry about it. We're set. Spencer Brown should have competition at right tackle and someone good enough to win the job. And if that happens, Spencer Brown becomes your swing tackle, backing up Deion Dawkins and whoever the heck is the right tackle. I think you absolutely have to look to be better there. He's not consistent enough. And we're sitting here in a Super Bowl window. I need consistent play up front. Morse is going to be here. Dawkins is going to be here. I think Bates will have his starting job. There's going to be another starting guard. You have to bring in someone to try and take the right tackle job to be good enough to compete against Spencer Brown. Where? I don't know, because it's not coming in free. Well, I shouldn't say it. If it's a free agent, it's cheap. It's going to be a, you know, I don't know, a Daryl Williams signing. It's not going to be obviously a top of the market guy. Thank you to Tony for tweeting in. It was, it, was, it was Chris Farley. He was a security oh. guard who in, had an awful lot of information about Frankie Sharp's limo. This is in uh, Wayne's World? Yeah. Farley was in? I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. I'll put it on my list of things to watch. You're too old for Wayne's World. Joe's too young. I am too right. old for Wayne's World. That's right. Came yeah. out in 1992. Yeah. Little if only it were available, say, streaming somewhere where I could find a copy of this to watch. Yeah. Pretty sure it is. I mean, I don't think you have to watch it. I think It's I saw- not considered... One of those iconic, like, it's not like an Oscar uh, movie, but it's iconic enough that you should be... Is this, I don't know, why Dumb and Dumber just popped into my head? It's it's Dumb and Dumber. It's, you know, early 90s. Everybody quoted it for multiple years. Well, it's famous for the Bohemian, right? Bohemian Rhapsody very car scene. For, yes, for that. And, uh, you know, this, their talk show that they used to do on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yep. Swing. You know, I, I, I that's why I thought it's one of those movies that it's considered. You don't... in. In public or with friends, you're not supposed to admit you've never seen Wayne's World. I don't no, want them to look no, and you go, it's totally well, what fine. in the world are we doing here, kids? Listen, the number of things you haven't done, fair point. Wayne's World doesn't make the top a thousand. Fair point. Hey, you have, you're, you're going away for a few days, so you got a little downtime. Can you put together a list for the final show of the number of things I haven't done? Do you think you'd have enough material? You'd have to stay material? for a couple extra days Would you think? Okay, it. it would yeah. go a little bit longer <laughs> I am planning stuff for your final show. You're not bringing in fruit, are you? No, but okay. I, but I've, I've started. I've got a little note here: <sighs> things to do for your final show. I'm going to wear a head guard in case you decide to throw a shoe at me again. <laughs> if anybody wants to email me, text me things we used to do that you'd like to hear again, you could give me a list of things you'd like me to do after we're done. Like you know, eat fruit. Yeah. Watch a certain movie. Princess and the. P, right? Wasn't that one of the... I feel like that's come up over the years. That's it's, definitely not come not up. Not on like, the list. That, that's like a fable. Oh, I thought that was like one of those stupid movies that everybody has to see. And you're thinking of The Princess Bride. Princess and the P is not a movie Princess everyone has Bride. to see. It's a fairy tale. Who's the one with Andre the Giant that's in it? It's Princess Bride. That's the movie I'm talking about. 
Is that one of yes. those I'm supposed to uh, see? This is a great moment where you thought it was the Princess and the Pea. Is there a Princess and the Pea movie? There, I don't know if there's a movie. It feels like it's a short story. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that's why I confused it. I knew there was a princess with a pea. I just had no idea. I thought it was the movie. Hey, give me, cut me some slack, okay? My brain's fried. 803-0550 to join us. Uh, we are talking about, well, Sabres playing the Leafs tonight, but also it's the tag period today. It's open. Franchise tag in the NFL. And uh, <clears throat> whether the Bills should use the tag on either Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer. Anything else on your mind you want to get to, that's fine. Two phone lines are always open to join us. 803-0550, WGR. We are giving away tickets this week for Jelly Roll coming to Darien Lake August 3rd. Uh, so try calling right if you want to win the tickets, or try to win the tickets, I should say. Call 221-4947 right now. You can win a pair of tickets before you can buy them. Jelly Roll August 3rd, Darien Lake Amphitheater. Tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. Again, 221-4947. Call number 5. We'll win a pair of tickets from Mr. DiBiase. So dial us up again, 221-4947. If you don't win tickets, we will have more to give away the rest of the week on this show. And tickets will go on sale Friday morning at 10. And you'll find those at LiveNation.com. Let's get connected with our fans. 803-0550 to join us this morning. John in Buffalo, you're on WGR. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I'm just curious. Um, as we... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois seen i think as recently of yesterday we've had about seven teams in the east all within um like six points of each other fighting for these last two playoff spots and i think it's really fascinating when you see the teams that are compositive of who's making this run here obviously you have your up-and-coming teams really young really promising they're probably going to be good for a while that's us that's detroit that's ottawa 
And then you kind of also have your teams that are really old and aging, and they're really just trying to muster up one last run with their stars like Washington and Pittsburgh. You have a team like Florida, which had all the expectations in the world as being a cup contender, and they're barely hanging on for life. And you have the Islanders, which are honestly kind of meh. But besides the point, um, I'm just curious, what two teams do you think are going to make it out of that scrum, really? And where do you kind of see the Sabres' fate playing, you know, over the past, over the next, you know, month and a half? Thanks. I like Florida. I think Florida out of the – I mean, I do expect Pittsburgh to drop off. I think the Islanders, they weren't playing that great anyway, and I think the Barzell injury is huge for them. I think that's a big problem. I like Florida, and I would say then the other spot is going to be either the Sabres or the Capitals. I don't think it's going to be Detroit. So I'd say it comes down to the Sabres and the Caps. And Ovechkin coming back certainly helps Washington if he's back this week. I like the Panthers. I think the Panthers are almost in their own category, as you described it, right? Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa did some rebuild. You know, they believe they're young. They're up and coming. Pittsburgh's trying to hold on. Um, Washington's trying to hold on. I feel like Florida is still really good, and they're in their own little category there. So I would expect that they'll be good enough to take one of those two spots. Want the stat of the day? Got a stat. Uh, I got, I got yeah, a cu- sure, why not? I got a couple stats of the day for you. All right. Do you want a golf stat or a football stat or both? I can give you I two. can't have both? I, I, mean, give, you, I can give you both. Or? All right. Let's do the golf stat first. So, John Rahm, best player in the world right now has made 24 consecutive cuts on the PGA Tour. Uh-huh. Is this going to be how many Tiger did in his highest or his most it ever? It is going to be that. <laughs> it's going to be something stupid, right? Yeah. So what's, what's the ROM number? John ROM is 24, which means... <laughs> and he's the world's number one player right yes. now. Yes. If he makes 18 more... He will be within 100 of Tiger Woods' 142 consecutive cuts made. That's incredible. Do we put this with the DiMaggio hit streak? It's pretty good. 100. I have to remember that for the for the for the inevitable discussion of records that will never be broken. 142 straight cuts. It's not bad. Hey, the live guys don't miss any cuts. There's no cuts on the tour. No, there's no cut. That's what. It's okay. Well, that seems like non-competitive. Here's your golf stat of the day. Your football stat of the day. Just you know, a bonus one here. Yeah. So, Joe, see if you can get this. Okay. It's a trivia question for both of you. You could get. Last year in the NFL, Ian Hart had said this little fantasy football stat: thirteen running backs scored ten touchdowns. Okay. Thirteen running backs scored ten touchdowns. None of them were on my guillotine team. Teammates had the longest average length. One guy had the longest average length of touchdown. The other, the shortest average length of touchdown. So how long were your touchdown runs? Teammates were number one and number 13. Oh, I think I can get this. It's pretty easy once I tell you it's teammates. Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Tony Pollard averaged 25 yards per touchdown run. Very good. And Zeke averaged 3.6. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, I, I definitely want to pay a short yardage guy when I'm paying you, Elliott. To if, if he didn't get the carries at the three-yard line, what would he even do? He wouldn't do anything. That, they only did it to justify they were paying him $18 million, right? How about yep. this? What are they, was it, Joe, 18? They're, you're That's paying a guess. running back $18 million, and the discussion right now is how Dallas might put the franchise tag on the, on the other guy. 
You, yeah, right. They're gonna t- they're gonna tag Pollard, aren't they? Like people are talking about them tagging Tony Pollard. They don't want to lose him. They it was can't. it was actually well, I guess that eighteen million was right, and it's sixteen point seven this year for Elliott. They cannot tag Tony Pollard and pay two running backs that much money. No, they'll they'll cut Elliott. Right? They save six million by doing you that. Sure, shouldn't lose Tony Pollard. The owner consistently says they go how Zeke goes. Wow. Well, the owner hasn't been watching the games, apparently. You, you can't lose Tony Pollard. I don't care what it takes. If you have to cut Elliott, then you cut Elliott. I don't know what the dead cap is. doesn't matter. You can't. <laughs> you cannot make a decision to let Tony Pollard walk and keep it's, Ezekiel Elliott. It's a $16.7 million cap hit Yikes. on Elliott. Mm. 11.8 dead. So they All would right. save $6 million by doing it. But you'd be million. paying. And how, what's the franchise tag for running backs? 10. It's about, so you're going to pay $21 10, million dollars to have one running back on your roster? Okay, what's but you our, want to keep Pollard. So what's his what's his free agent? What's his contract going to be? Well, for franchise tag, him, we're saying. No, I'm just saying they they can't run the risk of him leaving in free agency. I think they should have, definitely should do exactly that. Pollard, let Pollard yes, leave. They, I mean, he's awesome, but yes, they should do exactly. Oh, I would keep him and get rid of Elliot. Well, I mean, you're going to pay 11 million in dead cap. They can't keep Elliot though. They could do anything else. <laughs> they, they cut Elliot. Get, get find pay Devin Singletary four million of the six you save. Do that. He's horrible. Yards uh, below expected last season, I think Fournette was the only running back that was worse. So they'd have to draft a running back, right? If they let Pollard walk, there's no way you're going into the season next season leaning on Ezekiel Elliott in your running game. You'd have to go find Uh, another running back. I mean, they shouldn't, but Jerry Jones might. It wouldn't make sense to do that. Does Saquon or Daniel Jones, who gets franchised? I would assume Jones gets franchised if they can't reach a multi-year agreement. They would keep the quarterback over the running back. And there's no way they're giving him $45 million, right? No, right? That's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I I think a franchise tag for Daniel Jones is perfect. It's what you pay pay a quarterback that you think you can get away with right now, but you don't want to give $200 million guaranteed. Right. I think it's low 30s. Although that's the the non-exclusive tag, right? The exclusive is higher because the numbers for Lamar Jackson on the exclusive, I think, are over 40. Do the Ravens wait until, what, the deadline? Or do they just do the franchise tag on Lamar now just because they're going to say we're going to do it? I think they just do it now. He's probably the most likely candidate for a franchise tag and trade. trade yeah. yes. People talk about you know Tremaine, could the Bills do that? I would say the most likely is probably Lamar. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.